being honest this morning. You know, uh, I have been so excited about bringing this series. In fact, uh, in the 30 years of pastoral ministry, this is the first time that I've actually done a full series on the home. We've, we've talked about it uh, periodically and, and as part of other series, and, uh, but this is the first time that I've actually devoted uh, a, an entire series to the home. And I feel like that, you know, uh, I, I think that um, COVID-19 did a lot of things to, to uh, help the home. I think that uh, it helped us maybe draw closer together. And uh, some of you are probably thinking, yeah, but some of us drew a little too close together, huh? Can I get a good amen on that? Huh? It's like, uh, okay, enough of this. You need to go to work, right? You need to go to school. And, uh, you know, it, it, I tell you what, one thing it has done, it has tested the sanctification of parents and kids over the last several months, huh? Come on, can I get a good amen on that, right? And uh, I think that after we came back together, now the, they're lifting the mask uh, uh, mandates and all of those things, and, and maybe we just need to have a, a, a re-sanctification service where we all just get back and we rede- rededicate. So, all right, Lord, I think, I think I'm ready to go. So uh, anyway, I just thought it was really important to talk about the home uh, during the month of May. And this morning is, is very, very special. Uh, I don't know that I've ever given a, a full sermon on marriage advice. And let me tell you why, because I never felt like that uh, I could really give advice because I was learning as I was going along. And, and believe me, I do not expect, I do not uh, uh, consider myself an expert on marriage at all, but I do have a few years under my belt. This year, my beautiful bride, who was just up here earlier, uh, the light of my life, the twinkle in my eye, we celebrate 34 years of happy marriage. And so uh, I'm just so excited about that. And uh, we were talking about what we're gonna do on our 35th anniversary, and, and uh, you know, we wanna do something big and great and exciting, and, uh, but uh, here's the problem. You know, why, don't, why can't we celebrate our 35th anniversary during the first year? Because the time you get to year 35, you're just really too tired to go anywhere, all right? Let's just stay home and watch movies. I think that'd be great, you know? Park the car in the garage so nobody knows we're home and, and we'll just hang out. But anyway, uh, I'm just real excited about today. We're doing this series called Bless This Home, and today I wanna talk about what women want and what men need. Now, some of you are a little bit nervous. Don't get nervous. We're gonna keep it PG today. I'm gonna talk about really the heartfelt things that we need. Maybe we don't even know we need. Maybe we don't even know we want. Because here's what I know. Good relationships are not an accident. Good relationships come because we put the work into it. Like Celebrate Recovery says, it works if you work it, amen? And so we have to know that, that, that if we are gonna have a good relationship with our spouse or with, our, with our, our, our girlfriend or boyfriend, or if you're single here this morning, this is gonna be a great message for you because you need to know this stuff before you ever start dating. If you're engaged or you're about to be married, you need to listen to this very closely. I believe that God really designed a, a pattern for us and, and designed us in a, such a way that we would complement each other. Now, uh, I learned that early on after I married Crystal because uh, we couldn't be more opposite in some of the things that we do. For instance, uh, before we got married, I think I, I mentioned this one time, that when we would go out to eat, we would say, hey, let's go out to eat tonight. We'd say, okay, and that's about, that was our discussion about going out to eat, that was it. Hey, let's go out to eat tonight, okay. And uh, I'd hear mom and dad say, you know, we should go out and say, okay. And uh, so uh, uh, we, we just, that'd be it. That's all I hear. And when we got in the car, then they start saying, well, where would you like to go? And they say, I don't know. And dad would say, you pick. And so mom would say, well, you know, how about, how about Long John Silver's? And no, I had fish yesterday. Okay, well, you said for me to pick. So, uh, you know, how about, how about if we go to the Sweden house? That was a nice cafeteria. No, I'm not really in the mood for, for that food today. And we just go back and forth. And here we are. We're already driving, and we haven't even decided where we're going, huh? How many of you, how many of you that's the way your family was? You're with me, huh? That's how you grew up. Now, the Burwinkle family, they didn't grow up like that. They were like, uh, you know, we should go out to eat. And they're like, okay, let me see. Next week, um, how's Tuesday? <laughs> you know? And uh, let's put it on the calendar. Let's talk about where we're going. Let's, let's set the time. Let's, let's talk about who's going to go. And I mean, it was all figured out. There's no change in your mind. It was set in stone. And you know, that, that kind of took me some getting used to. But I'm going to tell you something. When, when Crystal went out with our family for the first time and we got in the car and they hadn't decided where we were gonna eat yet, it drove her nuts. And so 
we had to come to a, an agreement, so to speak. So we plan with the permission to change our plans if we decide to. That's kind of what we came up with. So if we decide we're going to go to uh, uh, Golden Corral and then we decide we'd rather not go there, we'd rather go over to uh, this other place, one of our favorite places to go is, how many of you like canes, huh? How many of you like raising Cane's chicken? That's the best. If you got to try that stuff out, man, uh, that's, that's good stuff. But anyway, uh, just going out and hanging out together. Here's what I know. If your relationship is great, it's great for a reason. And if it's a mess, it's a mess for a reason. So every message that I'm preaching is, is going to deal with how do I deal with relationships. Last week we talked about uh, kids and parents. This week we're talking about husband and wife, men and women, and every message is going to leave something unsaid. So I don't want you to miss anything. In fact, you definitely don't want to miss next week. Next week is a must-hear message as I talk about generally what it means to have healthy relationships. So uh, today... I want to start in Ephesians chapter 5, which is really, really cool, because in my daily reading, uh, as God would have it, I didn't plan it this way. It's so neat how this happens. It kind of helps me know I'm on the right track, but in my daily reading, I am in Ephesians, and I'm reading about husbands and wives and how to treat each other. If you really want to understand how to treat your spouse, how to treat uh, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, how to treat those that, that, uh, uh, of the opposite sex, and, and particularly today we're focusing on, on marriage, uh, you need to read the book of Ephesians. You need to understand this. So here we go. Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse 25, says, Husbands, love your wives. You need to underline that line, underscore it, circle the word love. We'll get back to that in just a moment. Now you say, well, what do you mean by love? Well, it says this, just as Christ loved the church, watch this, and gave himself up for her to make her holy. So husbands, I want you to know that the first priority of our, of our marriage is to love our wife like Jesus loved the church. And we know how Jesus loved the church. He gave his life for the church uh, and, and, uh, to make her holy. Cleansing, it says her, by the washing with the water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. Stop right there. This is out of a different version. We grew up listening to this in the King James Version, and, and uh, my, my uh, sister came home one day from church. We grew up in church. My dad was a pastor. said, Dad, what's a spot or wrinkle? said, I don't know what a spot or wrinkle is. Well, we sang about it today. You know, does a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. She wanted to know what a spot or wrinkle was, huh? So without blemish, without stain, or without wrinkle is what it's talking about, or any other blemish but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So if you're ready, let's talk about what it means to what women want and what men need. All right? The first one, your first fill-in, if you're filling in, write this down. What women want, here it is. We just read about it. Love. Women want love. Love. You say, well, that's awful simple, Pastor. Is that really all she wants? That is a packed statement right there, the love that we're talking about. So, men, this is for you. We're going to start with you. I thought about doing what men, uh, women want and what men uh, need in two different weeks, but I was afraid some of you might stay away. So I'm just expecting you, if, if you have an amen, just nudge the person beside you. All right? You ready? So here we go. Uh, what women want. They need love. Now, this one woman kind of put it this way. She said, well, my husband was not happy with the mood swings, so he bought me a mood ring the other day. That way, he could monitor my moods. Well, that was a big mistake, because some of you are already laughing. You're just like, no, don't ever buy me a mood ring, right? And here's the problem. She said, when I'm in a good mood, she said, it turns green. When I'm in a bad mood, it leaves a big red mark on his forehead. <laughs> Maybe next time, says, he'll buy me a diamond, huh? Here we go. The first thing that women want is they want to feel special. They want to feel special. The Bible says to sanctify them, to, to set them apart as Christ did the church. They want to feel like they're, they're special. They want to feel like they, 
they, they're, they're above everyone else. Like they are the, listen, I want to tell you something. My wife is the queen of my home. She is, she is in charge. I love her. She knows what she's doing. I'd be lost without her. I'm just going to tell you right now, I married way up and I'm thankful for it. And guys looking around this room, I can see you did too. So you just need to say, thank you, Jesus right now. Come on, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. They want to feel special. So if you're taking notes, how do we do that? Well, First thing you gotta do, very simple. This is probably the most practical message of the whole series, but I wanna say it because you need to hear it, guys. You need to spend some quality time with her. You need to have time when you're giving her your undivided attention, time when you, you put the phone aside, you turn off the TV, and you listen, huh? Come on, ladies, you ought to be saying amen right about now, huh? And listen, I'm not talking about saying, hey, honey, would you like to sit down with me Monday night and watch some football? No, no, no. You're not going to pay any attention to her during that football game. She might get three words and a grunt, and probably all of them have to do with getting you something good to eat, huh? That's the truth right there. So don't treat her like the other guys. Treat her like she's special. Give her some quality time. This is your time. When we go into to a restaurant, we leave our phones in the car. We tell our kids, we're, gonna, we're not going to be available for a little bit. We, you know, we just want to be alone. We, we don't want all those distractions because how many of you know we could check Facebook 15 times before we even order, right? Oh, man, I could hit something right there. I'm telling you, maybe I ought to back up on that one. And then the next one, say good things to her. Say good things to her. Baby, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. I love you. You're gorgeous. You, you look just like the day I married you. You know, this could lead to something where she says back, and says, baby, I'm pregnant, right? Huh? <laughs> Come on, huh? Right? <laughs> Which makes me think, I picked this up, uh, it, things not to say to a pregnant woman. I got to keep it lighter. The guys are going to be hard on me today. Amen? Listen, things to not say to your pregnant wife. Are you ready? Here's one. I finished the Oreos, honey. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's one. Not to imply anything, hon, but I just hugged you, and I, I, I don't think that kid weighs 40 pounds. I'm just saying. I'm not... Don't say that. Don't say that. Well, don't say that. Well, couldn't they induce labor? The Super Bowl's on the 25th. I'm just wondering. I just got to get through this thing. I'm just trying to help you out, guys. I hope you're taking notes. I don't see any of you taking notes. You need to write this stuff down. <laughs> Here's one. Don't, don't ever say this, guys, to your pregnant wife. Are your ankles supposed to be like that? I just want to. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> don't say, I'm jealous. Why can't men experience the joy of childbirth? <laughs> Listen, I'll show you joy, right? How many of you women and, and, uh, that have had babies just say, listen, there, there's no joy about that at all, huh? It's amazing to me. I, I was in the room, you know, now they, they have the guys go in the room. I'm not sure when that whole thing, I know I talked to the older fellas and, you know, they were at home reading a book. I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, we're in the room and we're right there and, and uh, we're watching the pain that she's in and, and we're going through all that. And I, I'm going to tell you what, I'm not jealous at all. I, I, the, listen, I've had some, some kidney infections and I'll take that over. over that's, that's tough stuff. But here's what I don't get. You know, we go through the whole pregnancy and, and childbirth of the first baby, and, and uh, we have our beautiful Jessica, and you know, oh, this is so great and so happy, and, and it wasn't too long. She's like, you know, honey, I'd like to have another baby. I'm like, really? Were, were you in that room? Did you, did you see what was happening? Did you, do, do you, were you there? I, was I, it, it's tough, right? Here, here's one. Get your own ice cream, honey. I'm watching the game. Don't say that. Don't say that. So what are we saying? Say good things to her. In fact, right now, if you're sitting by your spouse, just look at him and say, you look nice today. You just look nice. I, just, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> Secondly, if you're taking notes, women want to, this is huge. I want you to get this, guys. Women want to feel secure. They want to feel secure. They, they don't want a dictator. They don't want somebody who just tells them what to do all the time. They want a man of action that is gonna, that's going to be out there protecting them and, 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 and providing for them. And, and, and in fact, your first fill in there uh, uh, to protect and provide for the family. And let me just stop right here. Single women, and I guess this would apply for married women as well. If he doesn't work at your relationship, he's either lazy or he's somebody else's man. 
It's real quiet in here. I don't, maybe this is why I've never preached on this before. I'm starting to get a little hint here. I don't know, man. <laughs> Next time I say I'm preaching on marriage, y'all are gonna stay home. I don't know, but here we go. Protect and provide. She's gotta feel secure, like you're taking care of her. You know, uh, I, I, I sleep like a baby at night, but you know, we heard there were some break-ins in our neighborhood and there were some things going on. So my wife said, you know, honey, I think maybe we should order an alarm. And guess what I did? I got on Amazon and I ordered us an alarm. That's what I did. <laughs> because I want her to feel secure. And I didn't say, come on, baby. I, you mean, I'm not enough. I, look at me, I can protect you. I, I'm strong, I can handle this. Let's just spend that money on something else, you know, maybe like a new lawnmower or something. I don't know, but no, no. Take care of her. She needs to know that you're, you're committed to protecting her and providing for her and for the family. Secondly, if you're taking notes under number two, lead with vision and goals. The Bible says he washes her with the word. Get into the word and say, you know, I, I feel like that God is leading us into this. I feel, use that kind of language. I feel like that, I feel like that God is, is prompting us to do this or to buy this or to go there or to, or to, or to take this job or, or, or to move from this or, 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 or to do this for the kids or, or whatever it might be. That's spiritual leadership. Men, whether we like it or not, we were meant to be the spiritual leaders of the home. But I'm so thankful for women that are willing to step up when the men don't. I'm going to tell you what, my first church, we wouldn't have a church if it wasn't for the women. I don't know where all the men were. It was just a small country church, wasn't very big. Great church for me to cut my teeth on. Our first Sunday, I think we had 18, and that was counting our family. But I went to my first board meeting. There wasn't a man inside. It was me and six other women. I said, where's the guys? Oh, they don't want to be on the board. Now, come on, guys, don't ever let somebody say, oh, that, they're just going to do it for me. And I'm not saying ladies shouldn't lead, but I'm saying, guys, we should be leading too, amen? Come on, somebody needs to say amen on this. The first board meeting, I started bringing stuff up, and they say, oh, pastor, whatever you think we should do. I said, no, 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 that's not how a board works. I want to know your opinion. I want to know your thoughts. Whatever you think, first of all, great first church, amen? Second of all, I said, no, no, you have to understand, we're a team here. Let's do this together. Let's, let's grow together. Spiritual leadership, guys, that's our job. That's our job to show up. It's our job to be there. Our family's watching us. Our spouse is watching us. Our kids are watching us. Our grandkids are watching us. Women want to feel secure. Thirdly, if you're taking notes, women want to feel understood. <laughs> Come on now, don't roll your eyes. They can be understood or at least be made feel like they understood. Guys, let's just practice, let's just go like this. Okay, honey. Okay, come on, just try that, try that out. Come on, somebody. Okay, honey, you're right. When's the last time you told your wife you're right? Come on now, guys. <laughs> it's like the guy that bought a birthday, birthday gift for his wife. Honey, I got this beautiful new weed eater. Now I'm willing to use it for you if you want me to. <laughs> How many of you know that guy's in trouble? 1 Peter 3, 7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. In other words, get to know them. Know who they are. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. That's huge. I want you to underline that last phrase. That your prayers may not be hindered. Listen. If you really want to be the spiritual leader in your home, what this says in Luke is, you have got to give honor to your wife. It starts by honoring your wife, honoring who she is, honoring uh, the, the essence of who she is, how God made Listen, God made her just like she is, and you fell in love with her, and you married her like she is. And the same thing, listen to me very carefully, the same thing you did to win her over and get her to marry her, you better do that for the next 30, 40, 50 years, however longer, to keep her. It's just as important. Come on, ladies. Can I get a good amen? amen? All right. Here we go. Engage in honest conversation. Drop your pride and just be honest. Apologize if you have to. The two, some of the two most powerful words that you can say to your wife is, I'm sorry or I'm wrong. You say, well, I'm never sorry and I'm never wrong. Well, then your marriage isn't going to last. 
one couple told my dad, he was counseling them, said, we never, ever, ever disagree. We never, ever, ever fight. Well, then you don't think you're being honest. I'll just, I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't think you're being honest. Now, I think that possibly there is a case and, you know, one out of a thousand or a hundred thousand where there's absolutely never any disagreements, absolutely never any arguing or anything like that. But I'm just going to be honest with you right here. Pastor Phil and Pastor Crystal, we've had some arguments. We've had some doozy arguments because we don't always think, see things eye to eye. And we've got we've to say, you know what? We're not coming to a, an agreement here. Let's just go pray. We'll come back to this later because it's going to get ugly here in a minute, right? So you just got to disagree and admit that you disagree and then you need to pray about it because here's what I know. If something is God's will, he only needs to show two people, me and my wife, Crystal. That's it. But if he just shows me and he doesn't show her, I need to keep praying. And if he just shows her, but he doesn't show, hasn't shown me yet, then she needs to keep praying. We need to keep both praying until we finally come to an agreement because God put us together. Watch this. I know this is simple, but you need to write this down somewhere. God put you together so that you would be together. God put you together so that you would be together and to stay together. There's a reason for that. You say, well, well, what if we're arguing? Well, just, just argue it out. Work it out. Do it as Christ-like. Last week we said, be angry and sin not. So just, you might even get a little angry about it. Just don't sin. Don't take it out on him. Don't take it out on her. Engage in honest conversation. And then, if you're taking notes, give her respect. Come on, guys. You open the door for her every time you were, you were dating her. Just keep opening the door. Just keep doing that. You know, pay the check once in a while. Say, hey, honey, did you, did you bring your debit card? <laughs> I've been guilty of that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, uh, I'm going to I'm have to say ouch on that one instead of amen, huh? Guys, don't, don't just pull up and honk, all right? Come on. Show a little bit of compassion. Show a little bit of love. Show a little bit of romance. Come on. Let them know that they matter to you because women want to know that they feel, that they want to know that they're understood. And then number four, women want to feel important. You say, well, how do we do that? Two things. You ready? Write this down, guys. Bring out the best in them. Bring out the best in them. If they're not always the person that you remember them being when you met them, when you're around them, maybe they didn't change. Maybe you did. Hello. Maybe the reason the best doesn't come out of them is because you've stopped treating them the way that you did when you brought the best stuff out. Oh, come on. Am I getting too close this morning? Uh, I don't know. It's really quiet in here. I feel all alone up here on this platform today. I'm just telling you. Come on. Can I get some love from people online? Is there at least anybody out there can they say amen? Huh? Come on. All right. Here we go. Here we go. This is big. This is huge. This is huge. I had a guy, I was bivocational in my first church, and that first church I told you about, and it was just a small church, and so I worked at Procter & Gamble downtown Cincinnati and drove an hour one way each way and all that stuff, and I've told you that story. And there was a guy that I worked with, and, and you know, he was a, he was a churchgoer, and, and you know, he, he professed Jesus and, and all of that, but, but I didn't really show any of, that, any of that love going to his wife. I'm just going to tell you, they had, they had totally separate bank accounts. They took totally, totally separate vacations, and they, they, they hardly ever saw each other. It was almost like they were just roommates. I, I, didn't, I really didn't see any love at all. I didn't see any compassion. I, all I saw was just, you know, it's just, a, and listen, guys, if I hear any of you call your wife the old lady, I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming after you. Come on now. She is not the old lady. She is the queen of your home. Come on, ladies. Can I get an amen on that, huh? She is not the old lady. She is not the old bag. Come on. If you want to see Pastor Phil get angry, you say that in front of me, huh? I know I'm preaching to the choir. None of you have ever said that. But remember, let's bring this home. God says, lay down your life as Christ did for the church. Some of y'all can't even lay down the remote to take out the trash. <laughs> you guys are going to hate me after this, huh? Ladies are loving this, though, man. I see the elbows flying out there. We're going we're gonna to have to pray for healing on the ribs this morning. Come on. Here's a, all right. Ephesians 5.33. Let's bring this around. 
However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. Watch this. And the wife must respect her husband. Circle that word respect. Let me tell you what it doesn't say. The wife must always agree with the husband. Let me tell you what it doesn't say. It doesn't say the wife must do everything the husband ever tells them to do. I had a couple one time. I was, I was counseling, premarital counseling, and the lady just, the, 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 the bride-to-be spoke up and said, uh, you know, we're talking about our vows and stuff. They said, uh, we're not going to do that whole obey thing, are we? We're going to leave that part out, right? And I said, yeah, we'll leave that out. But you understand what it's talking about. You've got to have some respect for the man that you have chosen to live the rest of your life with because they are the leader of the home. They're the spiritual leader of the home. And so that brings us to this. Write this down. What men need, ladies, is honor. They just need honor. So let's talk about what men need in, in respect to honor. Are you ready? If you're taking notes, ladies, you said amen a lot on that last one, so help me out on this one. Write this down, okay? Men need to be the leader. They need to be the leader. Father, uh, you know, uh, we, we've gone from, I wrote this down, we've gone from where fathers knows best to married with children. And, and uh, Malachi says, returned heart to heart or there's a curse. And so, guys, I guess this is for you too. You, you've got to lead right, okay? You've got to give her something to lead or, or to honor. But even if he's not, you have, got to, you have got to honor him and win him without words. Just, just love on him and honor him and let him know, listen, I, I, I honor you. I may not agree with you, but I honor you. Guys need that. So here we go. If you're taking notes, how do we do that? First of all, give respect and consideration to the ideas and the thoughts and the things that they bring up. Don't be the first one to mow them down. You know what? Christians, we're the worst at this. We get our spiritual machine guns out, and we mow down people's ideas the minute they bring them up. Five things of why that won't work. That's kind of our MO. Come on, we got to stop that. If somebody says, you know, I have a vision. God wants me to do that. You know what? We just say, God bless you. I think that's awesome. I'm going to pray with you about that. If there's any way I can help, help me out. And, you know, that's the way we ought to be in our marriage. And, ladies, if your guy has an idea, don't spend the next half hour telling him how it won't work. Just honor him and give some respect respect and consideration. He's actually been thinking through this. He's actually been considering this. This is an idea that he has. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about that. That's kind of our responsibility. And then the second one, if you're taking notes, demonstrate a spirit, I love this, of cooperation. I want you to write that down. Cooperation. Write it down, ladies. And then I want you to put a line between the two O's. And I want you to notice something. Cooperation means cooperation. We're doing it together. We're in this together. But pastor, you don't understand the crazy idea he had. You're probably right. I probably don't. But it doesn't matter. Just hear him out. Just hear him out. Let him know. It matters what you think. I care what you think. In fact, I married you because I care what you think. Why is it we date them and we care about everything they think? In fact, we just act like we don't, just, I don't know, care wherever we go. And then you get married. It's like, all right, let me tell you how it's really going to be. Amen? And then demonstrate a spirit, or, or I already said that. Demonstrate a spirit of cooperation. Secondly, what men need. Men need something to conquer. <laughs> God put that inside of us. From, from the first days, we were out hunting, right? We're out hunting for something. We're going to kill it. And we're going to bring it home. We're going to hang it on the mantle. I mean, that's just our, when we go to Kroger, that's the only thing we're going to do. We're going to hunt. We're going to conquer. We're going to bring home. We're going to hang it in the fridge. Look what I got. That's beautiful. I found that. That's awesome, you know? And, and, and we're, just, we're just huge on that. It's kind of like, you know, when men are driving, they're on a mission. You're headed from here to Florida, and, and uh, somebody's got, God forbid, anybody's got to go to the bathroom. No, 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 no. You should have gone to the bathroom before we ever left. We can't stop. I've passed five cars already, and there's no way I'm going to let them get back in front of me, right? And every time we stop at a, every time we stop at a rest area, we're looking out at the highway. Okay, there went one. There went another one. I'm going to have to pass them again, right? Come on, guys. Come on, we got to go. Let's get this thing done, you know? I'm trying to break my record from last time. We just feel like we've got to conquer stuff. 
So what do we do about this spirit? We can't help it. It's just in us. That's just, it's just who we are. That's how God made us. God made us that way. Why? So that we would naturally provide for our spouse and naturally provide for our family. So we're, we're wired to conquer. So what do we do? Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last one. Allow him to dream his dreams. You know, I, I see it as my job as a pastor. I really do. To allow the church to dream their dreams. To just give you permission to just, just dream the big dreams and, and talk about what God can do and, and how God can do it and, and how amazing God is. And, you know, guys like to dream. You know, it, we, we like to th- uh, think things through and, and have vision and, and, and all of that. Just allow that. And then it, it, the second one is understand his need for solutions. So as he's dreaming and he's thinking and he's, he, he's, he's working through all this stuff, he wants to know, well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Well, then you begin, you begin to talk to him and, and, and he begins to give you advice. And you're like, no, 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 don't give me an advice. I just want you to listen. You want him to listen. What he wants to do is he wants to fix it, right? That's all the way we are. So as you're talking, he's dreaming and, and thinking and visioning about, well, once she's done with this, I'll, I'll, I'm going to help her. We're going to fix this thing. We're going to fix this thing. And so, guys, just a word to the wives. If you're thinking that way, please just keep it to yourself. That is not going to end well. Just say, that's nice, honey, and let her think about it. Let her talk about it. Go back to her later and tell her how to fix it. Amen? What are we talking about? Communication, respect, love, understanding, God made him just the way you are. He is. You fell in love with him the way he is. Why do we try to change him? Right? Thirdly, what a man needs is they need support. They just need your support. Do you know how far it goes just to know that you support him? You say, how do I do that? How do I show him that I support him? Well, the first one is show loyalty, especially through successes and failures. I've got your back, honey. I'm there for you. Because over the years, we're going to have that ebb and flow of successes and failures. Through our ministry, Crystal and I have experienced both. Last week, I talked to you about what really felt like a failure in that whole process. I guess it was a couple weeks ago when, when I was accused of cashing in a will. But I never doubted this one thing. Crystal was behind me 100%. She believed in me, and she was going to go wherever I went. And that's what got me through. Ladies are going, really, does it matter that much? Absolutely it does. We just want to know that somebody's got our back. And sometimes, husbands and wives, we're the only ones that have each other's backs. Right? And then the next one, reject affection from other sources. There's nothing that's going to shut him down more. And I'm not talking about even having affairs and all of that stuff. But just, just make sure that, that uh, through your communication with others, through your Facebook, through your, uh, all your social media, through your interactions and all of that, just, just understand that, that uh, it's very important for him to know that he is the sole source of your attraction and your, your affection. And, and he needs to know that you, that you matter most to him. You say, well, are you talking about jealousy? Maybe. But okay, what's the alternative? Wouldn't you rather him be jealous? Come on now, than to not be jealous? Hello. It's quiet in here again. (laughs) Number four. This is going to make the men uncomfortable, but I don't care. You may not even know that you have this need, but I'm going to tell you, you do. Men need to be admired. A guy will do anything for praise and affirmation. Let me tell you something. If you're not giving it to him, he's finding it somewhere else. Hello. I had this four things when I was looking for a lifetime mate, 
a spouse, a wife, a friend. The first thing is, of course, she had to love Jesus with all of her heart. Secondly, might surprise you a little bit, she had to be able to play the piano because I needed somebody to play for me while I sang, huh? Can I get a good amen? <laughs> Thirdly, she had to be committed to ministry in some way. But the fourth one might make it seem a little self-serving, but I don't care. This is literally all my criteria. Whoever it was I was going to marry had to think I was it. I'm just telling you. Because I had plenty of people that didn't think I was it. So I need at least one person that I knew, no matter what, she thinks I'm it, huh? And if she was in here, she would tell you, well, I don't know, I guess, yeah. I think she'd tell you, he's it. And I think she's it, right? I know that she admires me. I'm telling you, a lot of times, that's what keeps me going. Because there's a lot of times, there's people that don't think I'm it. And they let me know. They're, they're not afraid to let me know. They, they may even get on Google and let everybody else know. huh? No, that's not even, that's actually true. But at least I know. Crystal thinks I'm it. We need that, ladies. We need that. Why else do we mow the lawn? And then when you get home, we're in the living room just kind of standing there with a funny look on our face, just waiting. What's up, honey? Oh, nothing. What you been doing? Oh, I, I, I've been working. I just thought I'd come home. Why are you standing in the living room? Oh, no reason. You look good. Thank you. Oh, I... I noticed you mowed the lawn, it looks nice. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how after we get a compliment, we just back it up with our own compliment. Yeah, right, it does look good, doesn't it, right? We're just gonna wait. Why do you think that is? Because we're just dying for some affirmation to be, to be admired. Have you ever noticed that 99% of women, it doesn't matter how nice they look, they just, they just think, I just, I, just, I just look terrible. In fact, it's impossible to take family pictures because nobody thinks they look good. Let me see that, let me see that. That first let me see that first so it's kind of a it's kind of it's kind of a a, a, a a test of how selfish we really are because if we think a picture's bad we haven't even looked at the other people we just looked at ourselves. and if we look bad in that picture you ain't posting that no no let's retake let's retake right I don't even know where I was going with that but anyway it sounded good 99% of the ladies they don't it doesn't matter how nice they look oh I, I just look terrible guys we could be out of shape. We could be heavier than we've ever been. Man, we look great. We're looking in the mirror, boy. You still got it, dude. You still got it, man. You're all, man, you got it. You're the man. You're the man, right? Your wife walks in and says, well, I wasn't doing nothing. Did you see the lawn? Did you, did you see the lawn? Lawn looks good, right? I don't know. So how do we do this? Write this down. Just be proud of him. Crystal knows on Sundays... When we get home after church, she may have some critique or an idea or something I could have done better in my message. She doesn't tell me that on Sunday. She waits till on Monday and just, just tell me it was fine so I can move on, right? I just need to get through the night, huh? Just be proud of them. Find something. If you can't find anything to be proud of your husband for, then I think it's time to be proud of them for sticking with you. <laughs> That'll hit you in a minute. In fact, some of y'all write that down. That wasn't even in my notes. I love that one. I'm so glad I said that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having fun today. I don't know if you are or not, but I'm just having some fun today. I don't know. I, uh, it's awful lonely up here. And then verbalize, verbalize your appreciation. He needs to hear that. He needs to hear that. Let him know that you're proud of him. Let him know you admire him. Find something to speak out into their life. And we all have areas in our life that we're not proud of, and we have areas in our spouse's life that we maybe would like to be better. But why do we always focus on that stuff? Let's focus on what's good. 
Because here's what I know. 2021, 2020, uh, from statistically, says it really hit the family hard with relationships. Because they were under one roof, hanging out together, getting to know each other better than they ever knew each other. Sometimes it was great, other times it was not great. But 2021 can be a time when we rekindle, rebuild, and grow our relationship to be something deeper than it's ever been before. Because here's what I know. I can just about guarantee you, you know your spouse better now than you did in the however many previous years you were married before coronavirus hit, huh? Right? So let me bring it home with these two scriptures. They're not specifically about husbands and wives, but about relationships. Look what it says in Philippians chapter 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. So really, all of this practical advice that I've given to you can be boiled right here. All of that falls under that line right there. Do you see it? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourself. Quit trying to win all the time. Quit trying to be right all the time. Have humility and consider the other, both men and women. This is for both of you. Consider them, watch this, circle this word, better than yourself. You know what? We're really good at treating ourselves well. And we need to get better at treating others well. Each of you, it says, should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interest of others. I couldn't give better marriage advice than that right there. If you put that verse on your refrigerator... And every day, you both read this out loud. Honey, I'm going to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But I'm going to do it in humility. And honey, I just want you to know, I'm going to consider you better than me. Wow. Come on now. How many of you know that's holiness right there? That's the sanctified life. That's living a life like Christ. Lord, I'm not going to look, or or honey, I'm not going to look only on my own interests. But I want to know your interests as well. And then Paul continues in verse 12, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Could we all stand for a moment? And if you're sitting beside your spouse, that'd be okay if you just just took their hand for a moment. I just want to pray a prayer over all of you. Because really, there's some gems in here that every one of us can walk away with. God's word is alive. God's word is real. And it's for all of us. I just ask you to bow your heads. I just want to pray a blessing over you. Lord, right now in this quiet moment, you are here. Lord, we've laughed and we've said amen and maybe even ouch a couple times. But you designed us, Lord, to be together, to love each other, respect each other, to lift each other up, to accept our weaknesses and our flaws, and to build up our strengths. Lord, right now I pray all across this room that we would decide in our heart However, we've done this in the past. As we said earlier, if it's great, it's going to get greater. If it's on the rocks, we're going to come to shore and build on solid ground. Jesus, you left your Holy Spirit to come to this earth. 
to be our strength and our help, our hope, our convictor. Lord, right now I pray that in our weakness, as the Bible says, your strength will be perfect. And I pray this in Jesus' name. If you're watching online, I want you to know that it matters. Your relationships matter. If you're here in the room, I want you to know it matters. Relationships matter. In fact, do you know that out of our relationships on earth, many times flows our attitude for our relationship with God? You may be here this morning or watching online and maybe you've never established a relationship with God. I want you to know that today is your day. So here's what I want to do. Everybody that's already accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I just want you to just pray with me a a prayer of yes and amen. And if you're here today or you're watching online and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Bible says if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, to forgive us sins. And if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we shall be saved. So I just want you to do this. I'm a, you can come forward if you want. The altar's always open. But you can just pray this prayer right where you are, in the room or online. Just say, God, I want that relationship with you. I want what's real in my life. And right now, I confess my sin. I confess my wrongdoing. And I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to change me from the inside out right now. And the best way I know how, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are Lord, that you died on the cross, rose again on the third day, gave your life for me that I might have life eternal. And right now I accept accept that free gift that you have provided for me through your son, Jesus Christ. And the best way I know how, I accept you and ask you to change me from the inside out. And I pray this in his name, Jesus' name. And all God's people, come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. The Bible says when one, when one comes to Christ, heaven has a party. So on the count of three, can we just give God a great praise offering for what he's doing in the lives of those around us? One, two, three. Come on, give God a praise. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. You can have a seat, but as you're sitting, I just want to tell you, I say this often, but I, I can't say it often enough. Two words. I want you to remember this. It's real. It's real. What you're sensing today, what you're experiencing today, is because God loves you so much that He speaks to our hearts and lets us know this is real. You're going to walk out those doors, and Satan's going to try to convince you, "Oh, that was just that was just touchy goody, you know, uh, touchy feely stuff." You know, that no, no, just say, "Get behind me, Satan!" In Jesus' name, I just want you to know something. It's real. Come on, church, say it's real. Come on, it's real. Come on, tell somebody it's real. How many of you believe this morning? It's real in your heart. You just believe. Come on, it's real. We're going to believe that today. Amen. Oh, praise God. I'm so glad I came to church today. Aren't you? And you know what? I'm glad you came because I'd have been awful lonely if you hadn't come. Amen. Some of you are thinking, maybe maybe I should have laid out today. I don't know. I should have stayed home. But no, you're here by reason. You're here for a reason. God speaks to our hearts for a reason. Amen. All right, let's just do this real quick. I, I, just, give me, just give me the satisfaction to have a little fun, okay? Just, just tell the person beside you, you really needed this today. Just tell them. Come on, just tell them. <laughs> now, now, let's make it up to them. Say, you look real nice. Just tell them, you look real nice. You look nice, all right? We're going to ask our ushers to come forward, and, and uh, we're, <laughs> oh, I'm ornery. i tell you what. I, but I did. Let, I'm a, let me just give you an example. Crystal several times has given me some advice, and I took it this morning. So I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to give you an example. She said, "Phil, you know, you, you like to. You, sometimes you'll you'll be funny, and she loves it when I'm funny. But she says when you're when you're getting quiet and you're having the altar call, sometimes you tend to say something funny. Don't don't do that. And so just a little bit ago, I'm just going to tell you. I listened to my wife. I'm going to tell you." 
little bit ago when I said it was real quiet. You remember that? It was just a little bit ago. I hope you remember. Maybe you were sleeping. But anyway, a little bit ago, it was really quiet, and everybody was standing up. You remember that? You remember I said, if you're standing by your spouse, just, just take their hand. You know what I wanted to say with all of my heart? If you're not standing by your spouse, you better not take her hand, huh? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I don't know. I just thought that was funny, but I didn't say it. See how she gave me some advice? And now I know I'm glad I didn't say it because you didn't even laugh anyway. I love it when you laugh at me and not with me. I think that's great. I love you guys. I really do. I'm honored to be your pastor, and, and I just want you to know I love you. I love you. And, you know, uh, Pastor Scott, after I say something funny, ornery, he'll say, when's that recall? <laughs> so don't say that today, all right? Just be nice to me. If, if, you, if you can't think of something good, just smile. Say, Pastor, thank you. Just say something, all right? Bow your heads. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for the many gifts that you've given to us. And, Lord, this is our way of just showing you how much we love you, how blessed we are. We don't give out of guilt. We don't give out of pressure. God forbid that ever happened. We don't give because Pastor Phil says to give. We just give because we love you, Jesus. And we want to see your kingdom go forward. So take this gift that we give to your glory for your honor. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're a guest with us today, we don't expect you to put anything in the offering other than your communication card if you haven't already done so. If you're a first-time guest, you can take that back to the Welcome Center. We have a special gift for you. Don't leave without that. Also, um, next Sunday night, you heard during the announcement video, we're having what I have dubbed a hymn singspiration. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have we're going to sing some hymns, kind of old school. Uh, we're going to have some people do some solos just from the congregation, kind of like a karaoke night. Uh, uh, Capital City Church got talent, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think we should say Capital's Idol. That wouldn't be good. But anyway, uh, if you would like to sing a special, um, uh, just let uh, uh, Pastor Crystal know or myself. Uh, but make sure you ask your spouse first because maybe they're like, no, you shouldn't sing a special. I'm just, no, just kidding. Just kidding. But that's next Sunday night at, at 6 o'clock. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. That's going to be great. Also, we have Mount of Praise Camp Meeting coming up. They have decided it's definitely going to be on the Ohio Christian University campus. Uh, that is, I believe, the third. It should be in your bulletin, but it's like the third week in June down in Circleville. And uh, so we're excited about that. The first Sunday night, uh, our church is in charge of, of the music down there, the worship. Uh, so uh, we'd love to see you down there. And uh, also, I want to just give a quick shout out. Uh, the Pickaway County Fair is coming up uh, in, uh, I believe it's in uh, June as well, right? Around that same week. And on Friday, get this, on Friday, main stage, our puppet team is good. Uh, Saturday On Saturday, our puppet team is going to be giving uh, uh, a special concert down at the Pickaway County Fair. How cool is that, huh? All right. So, uh, Pastor Scott and puppet team, we're so proud of you for that. Also, is it the same day that Daniel, he, Friday night on the main stage, Daniel uh, is going to be doing the, the uh, worship concert on Friday night. So, uh, it'd be great if you guys could, uh, could do that. Yeah, come on, give him a hand. We're proud of you. And uh, so a lot of things coming up. We're going to be telling you about this a little bit uh, after uh, as the weeks progress. Uh, but we're putting together a mission trip where the puppet team and the children's ministry from Capital City Church is going to be traveling to Arizona. And uh, we're going to... Uh, uh, be ministering to churches out there and teaching them how to have a puppet ministry, teaching them how to do children's ministry. And uh, we're going to be going to uh, the Navajo Reservation. We're going to be teaching them children's ministry and all this kind of thing. So we're real excited about that. We'll let you know more about that soon. A lot of exciting things going on. We're so glad to see all of you. So glad you came. Come If you're not too mad at me, come back next week. All right. God bless you. And you're dismissed.